Today's daf is daf ayin tes. We left off yesterday daf ayin chesam base. I didn't give the shir yesterday. Thank you to Josh Englar for giving the shir. Um, daf ayin chesam base at the bottom of the page at the Mishnah. A guy gives permission to his shliach to be Mekadesh's daughter for him, meaning to give his daughter over for Kiddushin on his behalf. But then the father himself goes and gives the daughter over for Kiddushin himself. So uh, they both give her over for Kiddushin. So which man is she really married? They don't give her over to the same man. They give her over to different men. So which man is she really married to? So it's very simple. Whichever one came first. The shliach was working on the authority of the father, so he does have the right to give the daughter over for Kiddushin. And the father was working on his own authority, so he has the right to give the daughter over for Kiddushin. So whichever one came first is the, is the real Kiddushin. Meaning we don't consider, the Kiddush over here is, that we don't consider the fact that the father later went and, go, and gave her over for Kiddushin to be, uh, to be Megala, that he was really Mevatel the Shliach Meikara, that he really didn't want the Shliach ever working for him, where at some earlier point he was Mevatel the Shlichus. He's only Mevatel the Shlichus when he gives her, when he actually gives her over for Kiddushin. Prior to that, there is no Bittel of the Shlichus. So if the Shliach got there first, and the Shliach gave her over for Kiddushin first, so that's the Kiddushin that counts. The only question becomes, as the Mishnah says, if you don't know which one came first, because it's hard to, they, they each gave her over to different people in different places, and it's, they, it was the same day, so it's hard to know which one came first, then both husbands, both potential husbands, have to give a get, and Rashi points out the obvious, meaning that's provided that she wants to marry a third man, meaning if they, they, then both of the current guys would give her a get. But the Mishnah continues, obviously if she wants to marry one of these guys, if they want, one of them can give a get, and the other one can marry her. And then there would certainly be no problem. Uh, but if she wants to marry someone else, she wants to marry a third... <laughs> a third man, so then uh, then both of them would have to give again. And the same is true. A woman gives Rashus to her Shaliyah to give to uh, be Makadesh Hersh. A woman says, I'm gonna give myself over for Kiddushin. She gives Rashus to a Shaliyah to uh, to give herself uh, to, to accept Kiddushin on her behalf. And we're talking about an adult woman now, Bulgaris, Vahalcha Vikitchasatma, and she goes and she gives herself over for Kiddushin. She accepts Kiddushin herself. So again the same halacha. Imshalakadmu Kiddusha Kiddushin, Vimshalsha Kadmu Kiddushav Kiddushin. If she if her Kiddushin was first, so her Kiddushin counts. If her Shliach's Kiddushin was first, her Shliach's Kiddushin counts. The men and Yeldin, but if they don't know whose Kiddushin was first, they, they don't know which one came first, then they both give her a get. They both give her a get, assuming again, she wants to uh, she wants to marry somebody else. She's not going to marry either one of them. So then they both give her a get. But if she wants to marry one of them, so then uh, one of them gives her a get, and one of them one of them marries her. So the ratio and the safe of the Mishnah seems to be pretty much identical. The only difference being that in the ratio we're talking about the father giving her over for Kiddushin, and the safe we're talking about a girl who's already of age to give herself over for Kiddushin. So the Gemara is obviously going to deal with why the repetition. Why do, why would I have a Havamina to distinguish between the two cases? So says the Gemara, Utsricha. I need to be told both cases. I need to be told both the case of the girl giving herself over for Kiddushin, both the father giving her over for Kiddushin, 
and the girl being Makabel Kiddushin herself, Makabel's Kiddushin herself. Utsricha, di'iyash mi'inon gabe di'dei. Had I only been told the case about the father and not about her, I would say, Mishum de Gavra kimle biyuchsin. Avul itzadol kimle biyuchsin. Em lo nahavu kiddusha kiddushin. I would say that when it comes to the father, the father knows Yichus well. And therefore, when he finds a guy that's appropriate for his daughter, that's a miyuchas, for his daughter, and he gives his daughter over to that guy for Kiddushin, so he is definitely, he's sure about it, and he's definitely intending to be Mevatel, the shliach that he made. But a girl, she doesn't really know Yichus so well. She doesn't know what her shliach is going to find, and uh, she doesn't know, and, and, and uh, she, she assumes the shliach is more qualified to find her a good husband than she is herself. So when she finds a guy, she's just doing it. She's just being makabel kedushin from a guy on the chance that her shliach doesn't find anyone, or that her shliach doesn't find anyone good. But uh, if her shliach finds someone that that will be more to her liking than the guy that she found, so she's not being mevatel her shliach when she accepts the kedushin from someone else. She doesn't have nearly as much confidence in her ability to find a proper uh, proper spouse for herself as uh, as as as, uh, as as her father would would have confidence in his ability. So I would have thought had I only been told the case of the father, that's where we assume definitively that when the father accepts the Kiddushin, he's definitely being mevatel, the shlichus of, of the shliach to accept the Kiddushin for his daughter. But uh, had but the, in the case of the daughter, maybe even after she accepts the Kiddushin, she's still waiting to see what the shliach will come up with. And, the, and if the shliach comes up with something better, so she'll take that. She'll be interested in what the shliach comes up with. That's what, uh, that's, that's what I would have thought. So that's why uh, I would need, I still need the case of the girl. What about the reverse? Why don't you just tell me the case of the girl? The Iashmin Gabe Dida hadn't only told me the case of the girl, Mishum de Itza Daiko Mintsava. Had it told me the case of the girl and her shliach, I would say that's because a girl is very careful to check into uh, to check into who the husband is before she uh, before she, she gives herself over for Kiddushin. But the the father I might say that he doesn't really care as much, so Tricha, therefore I need I need uh, that case as well. Meaning, what does it mean uh, he doesn't care that much? If you look at Rashi in the first skinny line, The father doesn't really care so much about the yichus of the guy that his daughter marries, because Frankly, he's not going to have to be married to her. His daughter's going to have to be married to her, to, to him, to the guy. And therefore, the father is not the uh, uh, the father is not mevatel the shlichus of the shliach, even if he gives her over to kiddushin for someone who's not so good. Maybe the father's whole svara in giving her over for kiddushin is maybe the shliach didn't find anybody. But if the shliach finds somebody, then I still want him to be my shliach. Then I have, uh, I, have, I have no reason to be mevatel the shliach, because I don't really care who he finds. I'm not really that, 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 um, that, 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 uh, uh, that I'm not that demanding in terms of who he finds. As long as he finds somebody, so that would still be a good kiddushin. So I would think that the father, if I only would have been told the case of the girl, I would say, yeah, when a girl accepts kiddushin, she's obviously being mevatel the shlichus, because she would only accept kiddushin from someone that she's certain that she's satisfied to marry. But the father doesn't really. The father's not not so uh, so would accept kiddushin from even someone who is not necessarily so so great. And 
therefore it's not necessarily so that the father is being mevatel the shlichus just because he's accepting kiddushin for his daughter. Therefore, I need to be told in both cases that as soon as you accept kiddushin, you're being mevatel the shlichus to accept kiddushin on your behalf, both by the father and by the daughter. Now we're going to have a machlokas which is going to pretty much take up the discussion for the rest of the daf. We're going to have a basic machlokas amarayim about a, a case relating to kiddushin done by oneself and done by a shliach. And we're going, the rest of the daf is going to be trying to bring either rayas to one side or the other or other machlokas and tanayim that we try to connect to this, uh, to, to, to this machlokas amarayim. So itmar, what's the case? Kitcha avia bederach v'kitcha atzma v'ir. Father gives daughter over for kiddushin on the road somewhere, somewhere out of town, and the daughter uh, accepts kiddushin for herself in the city. Now, when the father left town, she was a na'ara. So a na'ara, the father's allowed to be makabel kiddushin for her. She's also allowed to be makabel's kiddushin for herself. Thing is, over here, the Gemara doesn't say this, but uh, but but Rashi points out. Um, well, let's finish the case first. Rehi Bogeres, and right now she's a Bogeres. I mean, we come back, we know that Kiddushin was done with two men. Right now she's a Bogeres. Now, if she was a Bogeres when the father gave her over for Kiddushin, that doesn't work. Once she's a Bogeres, father does not have the right to give her over for Kiddushin. If uh, she was not a Bogeres when the father gave her over for Kiddushin, if the father gave her over first before she gave herself over, the father's Kiddushin is going to work. So Rashi says, Rehi Bogeres. Uh, we checked to find out if uh, she if if she was still in the rishus of the father to see if his kiddushin would uh, would 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 work, and we found that uh, that that, uh, that 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 she was a bogeris on that day. So uh, so Rava mar harehi bogeris lefanenu. Rav says right now she's a bogeris. And therefore, her kiddushin is a good kiddushin, and her father's kiddushin is not a good kiddushin. So we're choshish only for her kiddushin, because if she's a bogeris right now, we have the right to assume that she was a bogeris, and it's the same day, we have the right to assume she was a bogeris at the beginning of the day as well, and today's the day that both of them were makabal the kiddushin for her, so, so we have the right to assume her father's kiddushin was worthless, her kiddushin was the only valid kiddushin. Ushmuel Omer Chayshin on the kiddushin Shneim. And Shmuel says, no, we're Choshesh, that both of them were a, uh, were a valid kiddushin. Meaning we have to be Choshesh, that maybe when the father gave her over for kiddushin, she was a Na'ara still. And therefore his kiddushin came first. And Mimela, since his kiddushin came first, you have to be Choshesh for his kiddushin. You also have to be Choshesh. Maybe she was a Bogeres. His Kiddushin, therefore, was invalid and her Kiddushin counts. So you're Choshesh for both of them. She's going to need to get from both men. That's Shmuel's opinion. So again, Rav says you can rely on the Chazaka the Hashta, that whatever she is now, she was the entire day. And Shmuel says, no, you don't know anything, and therefore you have to you treat it as a, as a suffix. Now, um, Frecht, uh, uh, Frecht Tosos, and the top Tosos in Tomar, why did Rav and Shmuel argue in such a case? Uh, why would you say that we're arguing about a case? Why would they have to make their machlokas in a case where she subsequently gives herself over for Kiddushin? Just make the machlokas about a case. Father gave her over for Kiddushin today. She became a Bulgaris today. 
Same Shaila, no? If the father, if she was a Bulgarist the whole day, so then the Kiddushin that she had was a, uh, if she was a Bulgarist the whole day, the Kiddushin that the father gave her over for was invalid and she's not married. If she was not a Bulgarist the whole day, she was a Nara, so then the, kidu, the father's Kiddushin is a valid Kiddushin, or is at least a Suffolk valid Kiddushin. Rav would say she's not married, Shmuel would say she's Suffolk and Why do we have to throw in this detail that she also accepted Kiddushin for herself afterwards? Who cares if she accepted Kiddushin for herself afterwards? The father accepted Kiddushin for her in the morning. That's where the Suffolk is. Suffolk is not about her. Meaning, if we know for sure, let's say the father did not accept Kiddushin for her. She's for sure entitled to accept Kiddushin for herself as long as she's not married, whether she's a Nara or a Bogeras. So that, that factor, is, is, doesn't, that, that uh, detail in the case plays no role in determining <laughs> the Halacha over here. So it says, Tosos so Yishlomar, there wouldn't be a machlokas if only the father accepted Kiddushin. Why? In that case, Shmuel would say she's not Mukadashas. What? Why would Shmuel say for sure she's not Mukadashas in that case? What happened to Shmuel saying, we don't know, maybe she was an hour in the morning? We don't know, maybe she was already a in the morning? Because then Shmuel would say that the woman has a chazaka that she's a pnuya, that she's a single girl. She woke up this morning, she was single. She has a chazaka, therefore, that she's single. And therefore, right now, she's a bogeres, and we have reason to assume she might have been a bogeres as, 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 as early as this morning when the father gave her over Kiddushin. And she has a chazaka that she's not married, so that would determine that they have Kiddushin, that the father's Kiddushin is not a good Kiddushin. What the detail of the case that she later gave herself over for Kiddushin adds is that we know for sure she's not a single girl. Whatever she is, Cheskas Penuya no longer applies. Aval Ata Shekitsha Afhi Atzma. But now that she gave herself over for Kiddushin, Leka Chazaka de Penuya. You no longer have a Chazaka that she's a single girl. She's Neshesish one way or the other. It's just a question of to whom. She's either Neshesish to the guy her father gave her over to, or she's Neshesish to the guy she gave herself over to. Omisham Kiddushi Avi, Omisham Kiddushi Dada. Vileka Hai Svara. And therefore you no longer have a Svara of Cheskas Penuya that she was and that's why Shmuel disagrees, right? That's why Shmuel disagrees with Rav. So Shmuel says, We're choshesh for Kiddushesh And we don't assume that the father's Kiddushin was totally invalid only because she's no longer Becheskas Ish. She now has a Chazaka that she's an Eishas Ish one way or the other. So anyway, Frek the Gemara, wait a second. When exactly is this happening? That we found her to be a Bulgaris and the father and she gave herself over for Kedush on the same day. Amos. When is this? If we're talking about within six months of her becoming a Na'ara, right, a girl at the age of 12 <laughs> becomes, if Sheshe Saros becomes a Na'ara, then six months later she becomes a Begaris. <laughs> Na'aras lasts for six months. So if it's within the six months, Bahan Rav let's say three months after she became a Na'ara. So Rav would say, look, she's a Begaris now, she must have been a Begaris this morning. Hashtuhu Debagor, what are you talking about? No, within six months we have a Chazaka that she's going to remain a Na'ara. So if she's a Bogeris Lofanenu, so you have to assume right now she became a Bogeris. Now, what does that mean? How could she become a Bogeris within six months? So Rashi writes that if she, that Bogeris is not, it's not an automatic thing, that six months after Na'aras you become a Bogeris. Bogeris is a stage of physical maturity. So if she was a Na'ara, but then her, 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 her maturation process speeds up, she physically matures 
more quickly than expected. So uh, there are certain simanim in, phys- in, in the way her body develops that she can become a bogeres much earlier than six months. But the chazaka is that it doesn't happen within six months. That it only happens at the end of six months. So therefore, even if it happened th- three months into it, and we see at the end of the day, look, she's a bogeres, you certainly can't say that she was a, there was a chazaka that she was a bogeres as early as this morning. The chazaka tahashta is a very bad chazaka because it's very uncommon. It's most likely that as long as she she could have held out during these six months to not become a Bogeres, she probably did. She probably did not become a Bogeres. That's how Rashi understands the uh, the Gemara. If you look at the Tosh Yishonim, the tiny letters of Tosh, Rashi sounds like he's saying they check her out within six months and they find that she's Bogeres. That's why we're asking, how could Rav say that uh, that she's Harei Bogeres of Says Tosos for Ein Nira, the Liolam lo Tamar Livgar Toch Vav. He says, No, 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 no. It's impossible for a girl to become Bogaris within six months. The, uh, the, the, the definition of Bagrus is six months after Narus. It can't happen that it, that it comes earlier. Elamiri de Baal Fanenu Achar Shisha. The point is the, uh, the, the, that she only came to us after six months. That's that's the situation, meaning we're saying that, I don't understand, if the situation happened before six months and now she comes to us after six months, what kind of shaila that she's a Bulgaris? Meaning she that, that she wasn't a Bulgaris at the time of Kedushan, we know when the Kedushan happened. It happened when she was still in the stage of Naras. That's what the Gemara is asking. Rashi's assuming, so again, fundamental Makhlok is Rashi and Tosos. Is it possible to become a Bulgaris before six months after Naras? Rashi says it's possible as long as she physically matures. Tosa says it's impossible. And there's going to be Tosa's going to carry through the Shita with Shitasa through the entire Sugya. Rashi's going to carry through as well, obviously. But anyway, let's, let's just read the Gemara according to Rashi right now. So if we're talking about within six months, you can, Rav would never say, look, she's a Bulgaris now, she must have been a Bulgaris this morning. So it must be after six months. Really, Shmuel would say that you're for the Kiddushin of the Father if it's after six months. Shmuel himself holds that the maximum amount of time a girl could spend as a Nara is six months. So if six months have passed, She's not a Nara anymore. She's a Bogaris, by definition. So Shmuel would never say that you'd be Choshish for the Giddush of the Father. So what's the case? So says, The Kiddush happened right on that day, the day that the six months were up. Rav says, she, right now she's a Bogaris. And since right now she's a Bogaris, today's the day it's supposed to change. So she doesn't have a strong Cheskas Narus. So Rav would say, look, if right now she's a Bogaris, she was a Bogaris this morning as well. Ushmul Amr and Shmuel would say no. Hashtu Hudaisi Simanim. That right now she uh, she has Simanim of, of being a Bulgaris, but uh, her Chazaka as of this morning, as of yesterday, was that she wasn't a Bulgaris, and therefore we have the right to uh, be Choshish at least, that maybe the Simanim just came, and therefore maybe the father's Kiddushin that he gave her over for was a valid Kiddushin. That's the fundamental Machlokas, Rav and Shmuel. Now we're going to go ahead and try to connect this Machlokas 
to other issues, other cases, and other machlokasim in, in Shas. So again, Rav holds that you that on the day that it's supposed to change, we go with the Chazaka, the Hashtav. She's a Bagaris right now. We have the right to assume she was a Bagaris the whole day. And therefore, we're, we're going to assume the Father's Kedushin is garbage. And Shmuel's going to say that uh, there is no Chazaka, the Hashtav. We don't know what to do. And therefore, uh, the, uh, the, the everything's a Suffolk. Everything's up in the air. So, Frek the Gemara, Ushmuel, according to Shmuel, Maishnami Mikvah, why is this any different than the case of the Mikvah? Famous Gemara, Nididav Beis. Right? The Tanan, the Mishnah says, Mikvah, the the, the, the Shev Shemites is largely based on uh, on this sugya. Mikvah Shenimdad, if you have a mikvah, it's first Shemites, mikvah that's, uh, that's that's measured, Vinimtsa Chaser, and it turns out that it's uh, that 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 it's uh, less than forty sa, so it's less than the proper amount of water for a mikvah. So what do you do with everything that was that was immersed in that mikvah? Kol Taro Shenasal Gabav Lemafreya, Bein Bershus Hayachid, Bein Bershus Harabim, Tameos. All the taros that were done in that mikvah, whether it's Rosh whether it's Shusarabim, they're all Tameh. Everything, uh, everything is Tameh. Any, any taros that were touched based on someone who was who toveled in that mikvah, right? Someone uh, toveled in that mikvah, assumed that they were tar, then touched taros, whether it's Rosh Hashayachud or Shusarabim, you have to assume that everything is Tameh. Whether what's in Rosh Hashayachud or Rosh Hashayachud. So the, uh, the, there seems to be Machlokas, we showed him about this. The Ritva writes over here, when the, the what's the leidas hasafik? What's the moment the suffix was born? When the person who may or may not have been toveled touched the taros. Meaning we don't care whether the person's tamei or tar. That's not really a halachic shayla. The halachic shayla is whether he's mitame taros, right? There's no iser of being tamei. The halachic shayla is when when he touches something. So uh, so the when we talk about whether it's Rishos whether it's Rishos Rabbim, we're not talking about his tevila. We're talking about when he touches the taros. That's how the Ritva says. Rashi in Nidadaf Beis understands, no, whether it's Rosh Hashanah is going on the mikvah, if the, because that's the real Leidas HaSafek. That's where the Suffolk begins. I mean, you have to go back to the root of the Suffolk. The Suffolk is not about what happened with these taros. We know this man touched these taros. The Suffolk is about what this man's status was before. And we can trace back his Suffolk to the Tevila. So that's where the, uh, that's where the, the, the Suffolk would, would rise. So that's what we're talking about. Whether the, uh, whether the, the Tevila was Bershul Siach Bershul whether the Mikvah was Bershul Siach Bershul either way it's Tameh. But bottom line is, don't you have a Chazaka Tahashta right now that the Mikvah is no good. You have a Chazaka Tameh mikvah that the Mikvah was good, right? And Shmuel is, is going along and saying that it's Vaday Tameh. That we consider everything to be Vade Tameh, that the Tvila was for sure no good. And yet in our case, Shmuel says, oh, we're Choshish for everything. It's not Vade. Shmuel would assume it's a Suffolk in our case. So shouldn't Shmuel say in that, in the, in the case of the Mikvah, that if it's Bershish Rabbim, it's Tar, if it's Bershish Yachr, it's Tameh, like every Suffolk Duma? So says Gemara, shiny. So one second, wait a second. And according to Rav, according to Rav, it would be good. So if you look at Tosos, Tosos says, Vim Tomer, the Rav Nami Tikshi, Dal Karkolo, Kam Rav Demit Safra, Nami Bogeris Havya, Rav clearly only says that you can assume she was a Bogaris in the morning because there's no Chazaka of Naris that day. Had there been a Chazaka of Naris like a few days before uh, the six months were up, then we would say she, she has a Chazaka that she's, that she's a Nara. So then by the Mikvah, Rav should say that there was a Chazaka that the Mikvah was Shalim, and therefore Rav should say everything is fine. 
Right? Rav should say everything everything is absolutely fine. So meaning the the it seems like it's not a kasha on Rav because the we're being machmir and we're being machmir that the chazaka the hashta is the is the is the the uh, dominant chazaka, which is what Rav holds. Rav holds the chazaka of Bogaris is the dominant chazaka. But the only reason Rav holds the chazaka of Bogaris is the dominant chazaka is because there is no chazaka to Meikara. She has no cheskas naras at the beginning of the day because today that chazaka is supposed to change. By the mikvah you don't have such a din that today it's supposed to change. So by the the mikvah case is more comparable to the case of a girl three months into her narus, and you find at the end of the day she's a bagaris. Where Rav would say the chazaka the hash the meikara that she was a nara is the dominant chazaka, and therefore everything should be by the mikvah case. You should also go with the chazaka the meikara, and everything should be okay, and the the, the mikvah should be considered kosher. <laughs> so isn't this a kosher on Rav also? So it's also yeah. It's more of a cheshman task on Rav. Shmuel is much more straightforward. So it's kasha on Rav too, but uh, but according to but you just have to think too much to make it a kasha on Rav. Much more straightforward task to kasha on Shmuel. So says Gemara, shiny hasam dikel lemeimer hematame al cheskaso veimer lo taval. No, by the reason why we're machmir by the case of the mikvah, is because you could assume that the person who was tovel was tameh beforehand. He had a cheskas tameh. So that, that's a chazaka that comes into the picture also. And therefore we can assume that his tevila did not happen. Maybe you should assume that the uh, mikvah was becheskas, that it was kosher, and it didn't, uh, and say that it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't lose the water. So says no, you can't say that. That's a very bad chazaka that it was f- that it was full because right now it's not full. So over here as well, very bad chazaka that she was uh, a nara because look, she's a bogeris right now. But hashtuhu the bagra. There's a good reason to assume that the bagras just happened right now. Says Gemara, okay, hasam nami hashtuhu the chaser. By the mikvah also, you could say right now the chaser has happened. Says Gemara, no, hasam tati l'reisa hachadul reisa. Bottom line is the reason the case of the mikvah is different is because there are two reasons to assume the worst by the mikvah. There's a chazaka of the person that he was tummy before he went into the mikvah. Plus, there's a chazaka the hashta of the mikvah that right now the, the mikvah is chaser. Whereas by the bogeres, you you only have one chazaka that points you in the direction that you have a problem, right? And that's the chazaka that right now she's a bogeres. So uh, so because uh, there is no chazaka that she was a a a, a, a nara. Um, uh, meaning if you look at Rashi, the only chazaka you have is the fact that she's a bogeres right now. Don't tell me there's a chazaka that she was a nara at the beginning of the day because today that's supposed to change. So that's a bad chazaka. So you only have one chazaka working against you by the case of the girl. You have two by the case of the mikvah. That's the difference. So now the Gemara says, okay, so if the mikvah case is not a good case to compare this to, let's move on. What would Shmuel say? Why is this any different than the case of the barrel? Titania, we learned in Ebrisa, so let's say you was you had a barrel of wine and you were using that barrel of wine to be mafresh truma on uh, for for all your uh, for all your tevel. So uh, you 
you kept on assuming, you kept on saying, every time you had more tevil, you'd say, okay, so uh, two ounces of wine in that barrel should be truma for, uh, for this for this tevil. And then uh, you had more tevil later on, so you say, okay, another five ounces should be truma for this tevil, etc., etc., and you kept on working that way. And then later on, you checked that barrel that you, were, that you kept on assuming is going to be your truma for your wine, and turned out it's all, it all soured, it all turned into vinegar. And the luck is, you can't be mafresh from Chometz onto Yayin. So uh, what do you assume? Uh, so do you have to assume all your Tevel, all the stuff you, uh, that you assumed is no longer Tevel still is Tevel? Or do, can you assume that the Truma is valid and uh, it's spoiled after you mafresh it, you, you mafresh the Truma? So it says, Kol Gimel Yam Vadai. For three days, you have a vadai. What does it mean for three days you have a vadai? So it's machlokas in the Gemara and Babasra. Either it means the first three days after you checked it, the first three days after you checked that barrel of wine and it was still wine, you have the right to assume it was still wine for that time. But after that, mikan ve'eluch safek, after that, it's besafek, it's maybe wine, maybe vinegar. Or it means the last three days you have to assume is definitely <coughs> vinegar, but any time before that is a, is a safek. Either way, whatever the, the situation is, Vramina and Chavis we ask the stira from Chavis to the Mikvah. Maishna Dahacha Vadai, why by the Mikvah do we say it's Vadai Tabe? We say that there's no Safik, it's Vadai that it's no good by the case of the Mikvah. And Umaishna Dahacha Safik, and by the Chavis we say it's a Safik. We say Mikan Ve'elach it's a Safik, that most of the time Yusum was a Safik. The Mikvah we know was Vadai, it wasn't a Safik. Why? Because we said even if it's Marisha Sarabim, it's Tame. So we were saying definitely Bitar is Vadai. So Vamrav Chanina Misuria, so Chanina Misuria answered, Mantana Chavis, Rabbi Shimonhi, the Gabi Mikvanami, Sveka Mashvi. Yeah, the author of the Brysa about Chavis happens to be Rabbi Shimon, who would. Uh, who would have passed in that it's only Suffolk Tame by the case of the mikveh as well? Titania, because we have a brisa, any taros that were done on the, uh, the, the, uh, based on that mikveh, lemafreya, uh, whether it's brishosiyach, whether it's brishosiyach, it's tamei. But if Rabbi Shimon Omer, brishosiyach, taros brishosiyach, tolin. Rabbi Shimon says brishosiyach, it's tar, brishosiyach, it's tolin, because that's Rabbi Shimon's shita about a suffix tuma. We pass in suffix tuma, brishosiyach, it's tamei. Rabbi Shimon happens to pass in suffix tuma, brishosiyach, it's tolin. So you see, Rabbi Shimon holds even by the case of the mikveh that it's suffix. Aval rabbanan tevel mafreya. But according to the Rabbanan, there, there would be no suffix by the case of the barrel either. According to the Rabbanan, beyond those three days where we know for sure about, whether it's the first three or the last three, that's irrelevant to us right now, every other uh, day, we would assume it's Vaday Tevel. That was certainly no good. So, so, uh, so what do you do with the, with the Rabbanan? So again, so that seems to be against Shmuel, because Shmuel says that, uh, that, that it's a suffix, in our case, by the girl, by the Bogaris, it's a suffix. So why, by the case of the, uh, of the barrel, do, do, do the Rabbanon, who we Paskin like, say that it's that it's uh, that it's Vada'i problem? So says Gemara, no, shiny hasam dikel neimer hematevel al chaskaso. Over there, it's different because you have a cheskas tevel. It was bechazaka that it was tevel beforehand. So ve'imalonitka, and therefore we have the right to assume that it was never it was never uh, fixed and it was ne- it was never taken care of. There's a chazaka that the liquid in this barrel was wine. So say, instead of saying there's a chazaka that was tevel, say it was chazaka that was fine, because there was a chazaka that everything in here was wine. So it says, that's a bad chazaka, because look, it's vinegar right now, and if it's vinegar right now, then you know that it's uh, that the chazaka that is wine is a bad chazaka. 
Well, in the case of the girl, she's a bogeris right now. So that chazaka's uh, chazaka that she was a nara in the first place is also about chazaka. Says Gemara, no, hashtu who the bagra. You could say she just turned a bogeris. So hachnami hashtu dachmitz. So by the case of the wine as well, you could say it just became vinegar. So says Gemara again, the same thing we said before. Hasam tarti the reisa hachachadul reisa hudiika. By the case of the vinegar, you have two uh, factors working against you. By the case of the woman, you only have one one factor working working against you. Uh, meaning, by the case of the uh, of the barrel, you have a chazaka that uh, yeah. The reason that it's uh, that that it's considered vaday tevel is because you have a chazaka that the produce was tevel. Plus, you have the chazaka the hashta that right now everything is chavos. <coughs> by the girl, you only have a chazaka that she's a bogeris. You don't have anything else. You don't have any other factor, and therefore, by the girl, it's going to be a suffix. So we tried to prove Shmuel wrong from two different uh, statements of Tanaim. We failed in both attempts. Now, what we're going to try to do is show that the machlok is Rabin Shmuel is actually an earlier machlok as Tanaim. So it says in our name Tanaim. Maybe they're arguing in what's really machlok as Tanaim. Mi motzi miyad mi, because there's a machlok Tanaim in the following case. A guy Rashi explains the case. Top Rashi. A guy writes over all of his possessions to give to somebody else, and he leaves nothing for himself. That we pass in that by a shchiv mira. If a person is on his deathbed and he writes that he's giving everything over to somebody else, and then uh, he gets better, so we assume that that matana was not a valid matana. If he gets better, why? Because obviously. If he's giving everything away, keeping nothing for himself, he obviously thinks he's going to die. It's obviously only Al-Manas that he dies. And when he gets better, so obviously that's not, uh, that his intention was not to be left penniless. But if he was healthy when he gave everything over, then his matana does count. So now we know that he wrote, he wrote in a star, I'm giving everything to Ploni, Ploni, Ploni. But now, and now he's a healthy, fine guy. And we don't know at the time that he wrote it, was he a Shchiv Merah or was he a Bari? Big Nafkamina. If he was a Bari, then he doesn't own anything anymore. All, whoever, whatever names are written in the Shtar are the ones that, that own all of his possessions. If he was a Shchiv Merah, he owns all of his stuff still. So he's claiming, I was a Shchiv Merah. They're claiming, no, you weren't. You were a Bari and therefore we own everything. So me, Motsi, me, and me. Who gets to take the stuff? So who Motsi, me, Adam, below Raya? He could take stuff back from them without a raya. The hein ein motzim biado miado below raya, but they can't take anything from him without a raya. Fractosus, Divir Rabbi Yaakov, that's Rabbi Yaakov. Fractosus, wait a second. Once you tell me that he's allowed to take stuff that's in their possession that they had taken possession of without any raya, he's allowed to just take it uh, because he's claiming that he was a shchiv mira at the time. Do you need to tell me that stuff that he's holding on to, they're not allowed to take? Of course they're not. If he's allowed to take stuff away from them, stuff that they're muxukin, of course they're not allowed to take stuff that he's muxukin. So that tells us kasha of him. Tomar, given the time to whom motzim yadam, I feel huxku behem below raya, kol shkeinin motzim yado, for sure they can't take from him. Now the Chiddush is that if they do have a Raya, then they can take from him. Since uh, he, do, he doesn't write the whole uh, the whole Lashon, that when I'm walking on my feet, etc., so then I might think that even if they do have a Raya, that he was a, uh, a Bari at the time, so uh, it, it, still, uh, it still wouldn't be good enough. So come that with a raya it's good enough. 
Rabbi Nasnomer. But again, the point is that Rabbi Yaakov's shita is that the 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 guy is assumed to have been a, uh, a shchiv mirah if he claims he was a shchiv mirah, and that's it. End of story. Rabbi Nasnomer in Barihu a love love Rabbi Nas says no. If he was, if he's healthy right now, then he's going to need to bring a raya that he was a shchiv mira. If he's a shchiv mira right now, then they have to bring a raya that he was a bari at the time that he gave the gift. So name a rav damak rabbi nasan shmuel damak rabbi yaakov. Rav sounds like rabbi nasan, meaning that we go with whatever he is right now, and that's what you assume he was. Just like the girl, rav says, look, she's bogaris right now. We assume she was bogaris this morning when the father gave her over for kiddushin, and therefore her father's kiddushin didn't work. And shmuel would say like rabbi yaakov that it's uh, that we don't assume that you go with the chazak of right now necessarily. So it's a suffix, and therefore we know that this is these are his possessions. So he gets to uh, keep them. So I'm look, rav. Rav would say no. I could even assume like Rabbi Yaakov. Why does Rabbi Yaakov say the guy gets to keep his stuff? Because there's a chazaka that this money all belongs to him. But over here, is there any chazaka that this girl was not a bogeres? There's no cheskas naris over here. It was the day that it was supposed to turn. It was the day that she was supposed to turn from becoming a bogeres to becoming a uh, from becoming a nar to becoming a bogeres. So there is no chazaka that she w- that she was one way or the other that she was a nar at the beginning of the day. Uh, if you look at tells me This is the day was supposed to change. So she has neither a chazak of Naris nor a chazak of Bagris. And then he quotes for repairs to Regilus him love of Baboker. A new idea. Then not only is it not that she has a, does she not have a chazaka of what she was, but because today it's supposed to change, one might have thought, well, if today's supposed to change, maybe noon the chazaka should change, right? Midday. So the says, no, either, when these things change, generally the physical maturity happens in the morning. That's though it's just the more common way for it to happen. And therefore it was Asuyi Lishtanos from, uh, from earlier on in the day. That's the, uh, that's the idea. Um, the uh, the the poskim discuss over how do we paskin? So uh, the the riff in in Babasus paskins like Rabbi Yaakov, and the Beis Yosef says the reason we paskin like Rabbi Yaakov is since you could say Hemid Mamun al Cheskaso, we don't assume uh, um, uh, th- that the person is Becheskas Bari like he was before, like he was beforehand. Even though right now he's a Bari, so why don't we? Meaning, why do we paskin like Rabbi Yaakov that the money is Becheskas the guy who originally owned it? Why don't we assume? Look, he has a Cheskas. Bari, and uh, therefore his gift was a valid gift. He was a Bari when he was born. He's a Bari right now. Why don't we assume he's Becheska's Bari? Why do we assume that we could be Mam in the Mamun al-Chazaka? So the, the, the Beis Yosef explains in the name of the Rishonim that whenever it's a Chazaka, that's a Suyu Lishtanos. It's a Chazaka that changes all the time. So then it's a bad Chazaka. So a Chazaka that a person is healthy People are Achman al-Aslan. In a moment's notice, people get sick all the time. So it's uh, it's not something that's a really strong chazaka that that a person is that a person is healthy. And this is this is used in uh, in halacha as well. By the case of a mikvah, let's say you know a mikvah is losing water, 
you know that it's losing. You measure it yesterday, it was 42 sa. You measure it today, it's 41 sa. You measure it tomorrow, it's 40 sa and a half. Right? So you know it's losing water. So if you know that it's a sui lishtan, it's the chazaka de meikara, the mikvah, ter- becomes a terrible chazaka. That's what the Ran writes. You no longer can rely on any sort of chazaka de meikara that the mikvah had. Magnav Ram writes in Shulchan Aruch and Simul Ches. Shulchan Aruch says in the name of the Rush that there is a minute to be bodik the tzitzis before you make a bracha on them. When you take out your talis in the morning to check the tzitzis, make sure the strings are intact before you make a bracha on them to see that they're, that they're kasha still. So uh, why not just rely on the chazaka that they were kasha yesterday? So they're, they're kosher today. So he says, because you have a chazak, it's a chazak has Strings snap all the time. That's why we check the tits in the morning. Now, Hamas Mimashaburu points out that if, uh, if I recall correctly, that if you put it away in a bag and you check it before you put it away, so strings don't snap when it's put away safely in a bag. But if you leave a talus out and it gets, uh, or you wear it all day, right, and, uh, and you're walking around with it all day, uh, so, uh, so, so, so it could get caught on things and it could snap all the time. If you check before you put it away and you saw that it was intact, and you put it away in the bag, then, but otherwise it's chazaka, so you lishtanus if you wear it all day. Anyway, Shmuel Amr, Shmuel would say, I'm not Amri, I feel the Rabbi Nassim. I would even agree with Rabbi Nassim. I'd come, look, I'm Rabbi Nassim, Nassim, the Kleam, the Cheskos, Briam, Kaimi, Most people we assume are healthy people. And therefore, if you want to claim that you were a Shriv Mirah, you're going to have to prove that you're a Shriv Mirah. But over here, is she trying to say that anything unusual happened to her? Meaning the guy in that case was trying to, trying to claim that he was a Shriv Mirat. It's not normal to be a Shriv Mirat. It's an unusual circumstance. A person is normally a Shriv Mirat only once in their lifetime. Right? But it's, uh, so it's, 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 he's trying to say something abnormal happened to him. But over here is the girl saying anything abnormal happened to her. If she was a Nara this morning, is that abnormal? No, we just have to, we know it changed sometime today, but it doesn't mean that it was, it's, that, she, that it was anything abnormal for it to have been an hour this morning. So it says, okay, so it's not that machloks tanaim, but neimakani tanaim. Maybe it's like the following machloks tanaim. Kitsha via bidderech, the kitsha atzma bi'ir, varei bogeres. The, we have a Bryce that actually says this. Father was Makadish outside of the city. She was Makadish herself inside the city. And now at the end of the day, we find she's a Bogaris. So one Tana says, look, she's a Bogaris right now. We have the right to assume she was a Bogaris when the father gave her over for Kiddushin. Therefore, it's not a good Kiddushin. And we have another Bryce that says, you have to be Choshesh for both of their Kiddushins. For my love, Chad Karav, Chad Kishmuel. That's as straightforward as you can get. These Bryces are Mefurish, one like Rav, one like Shmuel. Says they're both going like Shmuel. One case is where she's contradicting her father's account, and the other case is where she's not contrad- where she's not contradicting him. Rashi says, "What does it mean she's contradicting him?" She's saying, "I was a Bogaris from yesterday already. I was a Bogaris the whole time." And uh, where uh, Tulsa says, "Can't be. You can't be a Bogaris within six months." She has to say, "I was a Bogaris when I woke up this morning." But uh, according to Rashi, she could say, "I was a Bogaris from yesterday" because it's a physical maturity thing. So that's the difference between the two prices. They're not arguing. If she claims to have been a Bogaris the whole time, we have to believe her. If not, we don't believe. Then she. Then we assume that it's a suffix. So frankly, wait a second. If those two prices aren't arguing with each other, how do we know if Rav and Shmuel are even arguing with each other? Maybe Rav and Shmuel also agree. And when Rav says you assume she's a Bogaris, it's because she claims she was a Bulgarian from yesterday, and Shmuel says it's a suffix, it's because uh, she doesn't claim anything. So says Rav Tizra, you think that could be the case? Rav Yosef from Dvil did like Rav, and Shmuel got upset. 
Every other rabbi knows that they can't rely on themselves and they have to ask a gadol b'torah before they uh, paskin. But you think you're so great, you could paskin this on your own. But if Rav and Shmuel do not argue, why was Shmuel so upset? Shouldn't Shmuel have just assumed that the case was that uh, that, that that he assumed that she was a Bagaris was a case where she claimed she was a Bagaris from yesterday? Because otherwise, how could he have argued on both Rav and Shmuel? Obviously, he did like uh, he did like he, he did like what they both hold. If they don't argue that if she claims she was a Bagaris from yesterday, then you believe her. So so obviously Rav and Shmuel do disagree there is a Machlokas and uh, we pass them like Shmuel Rav says no we pass them like Rav we pass them like Rav why do we pass them like Rav? Pashas because Hilsa Karav Tosus points out we need to paskin like Rav even though Hilchsak Rav Yisurei because over here there's an Amora that paskins like Shmuel. The Ritva says the reason the Gemara needs to paskin like Rav even though generally Hilchsak Kavasev the Rav Yisurei is because over here it's Nogea to Dinim Amunas also because there was Kesav Kiddushin that changed hands and that Kesav Kiddushin we have to go back. So therefore I might have thought that this counts as Dine of Hilchsak Shmuel but Dine. The Gemara is telling me no we paskin like Rav because primarily it's an Isra Vahetoshayla.